Hello everyone. Awesome to see you here. And uh, it's the second week of Advent. Um, which is a time of preparation, which is, which is a time of readying ourselves. And uh, this series is called White Noise. And really our goal is to see how we can, we can cut through the, the white noise. You know, sometimes when I'm trying to fall asleep, I listen to white noise. You know, it's this kind of incessant sound in the background. And it serves a purpose sometimes. But if you want to hear clearly and you want to hear clarity, then we have to get rid of the white noise. And that's what this, this sermon series is all about. So... My question for, for me and for you is, is, how do we actually cut through that white noise? How do we hear clearly what God is saying to us? How can we um, hear, hear the clear, pure, simple message of the gospel? That God became a human so that he could bring us to himself. Now, last, last week, we talked about uh, the longing for the coming of the king. And, uh, and we said that this leads to a li- life of uh, humility, purity, maturity. Uh, it's, it's about lowering the mountains of pride. It's about raising uh, the, the valleys of secret sin. It's about making straight those paths uh, which are twisted and making smooth those places which are rough, which isn't you know, the big things, which isn't the, the huge sins, but it's about maturity how do we grow how do we make those rough places smooth and so last week was about living in a uh, or living a life of preparation and, ex- and and expectancy and that's one way that we can cut through the white noise is to live a life of preparation so we're living for something more we're living for something ahead and that will help us to to uh, to to see or to hear beyond the white noise now there's another way to drown out the white noise And that is to shout louder than the white noise. And specifically, it's about filling your lungs and sharing with the world that Jesus lives, that God loves you. That is one way that that we can get rid of the white noise, is to shout louder than it. And uh, if we turn to this week's scripture, uh, we we will find that out. So... So let's turn to uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Starting at verse 13. Romans 10, verse 13. Says this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And and how, how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without some preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And there's so much I could say about this, about these verses. It really gets me excited. It gets me really impassioned about this responsibility that has been laid in front of every single one of us. It's not just me as the pastor. This isn't just my responsibility. This is also your responsibility if you count yourself as a Christian. And here at Cornerstone, we commit ourselves to three basic activities around which our whole church is orientated. First one is to know Jesus. 
The second one is what? To grow in him. And the third one is to show him to others. No, grow, and show. And the thing about no, grow, and show, knowing Jesus, growing in Jesus, and showing him to others, is that they're not independent of each other. One flows into the other. The no flows into the grow, which flows into the show, and it kind of makes this loop. Um, so if you know Jesus, then you, are going to show, uh, then you are going to grow in him, you know? You know, there's no one here that's um, living like a baby um, or... No, if you saw someone who was an adult who was acting like a baby, you would be concerned, okay? So the knowing has to turn into the growing. And then that growing, kind of this thing happens inside you and you want to show him, okay? It's a natural growth. One leads into the other. There you go. That's your friend, Ron. (laughs) There you go, Ron. There's a shout out there. <laughs> and, that's what this, uh, and that's what Romans chapter 10, verse 13 to 15 is all about. It's about showing Jesus to others by telling them the message of the gospel. And many of us have a God story. That uh, moment when Jesus became real to us, when we realized that we were sinners, that we needed a savior, that we repented, and, and he came into our lives, and something changed on a fundamental level. Nothing was ever the same again. So many of us have a God story. There are some of us who still don't have their God story yet, but you're moving towards it, uh, whether you realize it or not. Um, but... But the thing about having a God story is that we want others to have a God story as well. You know, it isn't enough just for me to walk around saying, I have a God story and I'm happy with it and it's mine and, and, and I'm going to stick it in my pocket and it's going to make me feel warm on a cold night. You know, that's not what a God story is about. Um, when we have a God story, we want others to have a God story as well. And that's what our carol was all about. You know, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. But telling people that Jesus was born is just history. But when we start to tell people that Jesus is Lord, we're starting to tell people that his story has become our story. And that's where everything changes. And that's what we're about as a church. That's why we, we set aside, right at the start of the fiscal year, we set aside, we say we're going to set aside 15% of all the money that, that, that comes in, and we're going to send it out to missions and to ministries outside of our walls because we want others to get their God story just as we have our God story. And, and the thing about this 15% is that we could easily use it. And so those of you who tithe and those of you who, who give your offerings, you understand that, is that as that money comes in, you could easily use it for yourself, but you say, God, this it's from you, and this is for you. And so that's what we're doing as a church, is, is we're saying, God, this money's from you, and as stewards, we're going to hand it out there. We're going to send it out there. That's what this 15% sending it out is. It's about redirecting that money that he um, allows us the responsibility to have and using it so that others can get their God's story as well. You see, Our missionaries and our ministries out there are serving in parts of the world that we will never go. You will will never see those folks that they see. Uh, You will never have the conversations which they do. But as we're sending that money out onto the front lines, we we, we are letting them share the message of the gospel 
in these regions of the world where we will never go, which ultimately results in people getting their God stories for themselves. And that's why I'm excited that I'm a pastor of a church which isn't only giving from our excess or our surplus, but right at the start of the year, we say 15% of whatever comes in is going out. I think that's excellent. And over the past uh, week or two, Stacey and Ralph have been talking about how can we strategically send that money out there more regularly and, 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 and more effectively? How can we have a system? How can we have a timetable that that money's going out there regularly so that those missionaries and those ministries that we're supporting can really depend on it? And so we're working that through. And now earlier on this year, we were in trouble financially. We were hardly breaking even. But it gives me great joy right now, to say that we've met all of our missionary ministry obligations for the year of 2017. And I think that's worth an applause. Yeah, just last week, um, Stacy sent off the, the last checks to all of the ministries and the missionaries who we support. Now, I don't want to get too much into that because we're going to have our budget meeting after this sermon. Um, But I I do want you to understand this, is that we are a church who is financing the spread of the gospel around the world. And 2017 has been a year where we've pulled our socks up and we've worked hard and we got our books straight. And I praise the Lord for this. And what I hope is that 2018 is a year where we don't just rest on our laurels, but we move even more forward in um, resourcing folks around the world who are sharing the, the message of the gospel with others, who are sharing his love. What you will soon hear is that God is answering prayers and that he's doing amazing things because Cornerstone really gets it. And so what I want to spend the rest of of our sermon time doing is listening to the stories and the testimonies of the people that we support around the world sharing about what God is doing in and through them. It's really exciting. And this is how we we get to, to hear through the white noise of of all the stuff over Christmas, is that we shout louder, we listen more, and uh, we will hear that, that there are people who aren't only on the mountain, but who are in the valleys, who are in the deserts, who, who are in the cities. And they're telling not only that Jesus Christ was born, but that Jesus Christ is Lord. And uh, we're going to start by listening uh, to Matt and Nari from Cambodia. So we are Cornerstone, and we partner in anti-human trafficking with the McCullough family. Hey, greetings from Phnom Penh, Cambodia. We just want to say hello and give you a quick quick update on uh, what is happening. We're at the end of Water Festival weekend, which is a weekend like Groundhog Day, sort of asking or looking to the signs is it is this the end of the rainy season or not or will it go on for uh, another few weeks or a month or so but uh yeah the kids have been off school um 
I want to give an update on Hard Places Cambodia, the organization and ministry we've been serving with here that reaches out to young men that are coming out of the brothels and the sex trade. Um, just witnessing what the Lord has been doing and bringing freedom to these guys. We are less than a month away from getting the keys to opening up a restaurant, renovating it, and getting it ready for the new year. And this will employ guys, giving them the opportunity to learn new skills, opportunity to uh, not uh, be have to go to the brothel or to sell themselves, but gives them the opportunity to have value in themselves. Since uh, coming back, there has been two young men that have come out and been a part of our training program, mentoring and discipling, and they're now dreaming dreams that they didn't think was possible. Um, one, wanting to be uh, a clothes designer. One wanting to be a photographer. Uh, a couple wanting to do hairdressing. Others wanting to serve full-time in the restaurant. But being able to give them the tools and give them the training to allow them to be what God's created them to be. It has been a blessing to be able to walk alongside of them and see the Lord give them freedom. To be able to be a brother and to listen to their hurts and be, then be able to process and to forgive and to let go and just to be uh, everything that their potential and so we are very thankful uh, to be able to be a part of this. We have had a project that we've been raising um, to help for the restaurant. It was $100,000. We are down to 10400 And the Lord has provided. And we are so thankful um, to be able to see the end and the guys that are uh, in the program and coming out being able to say, hey, there's an opportunity that's about to happen. And so just to be able to continue to provide discipleship and mentoring, as well as job training and, and a salary so that they can um, be everything that the Lord has created them to be. And Nuri, on the other hand, continues to work alongside the young women, uh, teaching them the word of God, teaching them uh, what the Lord says about them and who, who they are, precious in his sight, and uh, get walk, allowing them to walk out of freedom, not having to be in the sex trade, not having to um, be... What the world has said, oh, because of poverty, this is this is where you'll be or this is what you should do. No, the Lord has a plan and a purpose for their lives. And Nari has seen several girls that have said, I want that. I want to know Christ. Please, can you pray with me? Thank you for teaching the word of God. So we are thankful um, that we are able to come alongside uh, both young men and young women and watching the Lord transfor transform their lives from the inside out. Um, if you'd like to follow us, we have updates. If you'd like to pray for us, please get a hold of the pastor. Uh, they know our contact information, um, and we would love to keep you updated on what's happening. So thank you for praying. Thank you for standing with us, and uh, we look forward to sharing more of what God is doing in Cambodia. God bless you. Amen. Now, here's an update, is that that was recorded about a month ago. Now, on the 17th, so he said in that video that they were 10,000, so they needed 100,000, they were down to 10,000, and uh, sh short of, the, of, of what they needed. And then on the 17th of November, Matt wrote an update which says, praise God, praise God, praise God. He has answered our prayers. All glory to him. The restaurant for the training center has been confirmed and purchased... Funds have been transferred, and the new contract for the location has been signed this morning. Lots of negotiation, but in the end, it's promising for the ministry. So exciting, the 100,000 USD goal has been raised, and God has been and is so faithful. Um, 
thank you for praying. And then, so that's the update from the 17th of November. And then here's the update from the 30th of, of November. So just super recently, as he said, thank you, everyone, everyone who partnered in prayer. Um, we are so excited and happy today. We received the keys to the new restaurant training center for hard places, renovations, and more training. Continue tomorrow. Please continue in prayer. Now, this is an answer to prayer, okay? Okay, these are men who are coming out of the sex trade, not as the Johns, not as the pimps, but, but, but as the people themselves, and they're finding hope, and they're finding a new life, which they would never have found unless Matt, Marie, hard places were there, and Matt and Marie and hard places wouldn't be there if there, were, if there weren't churches like us who were funneling money their way. How will they hear unless someone preaches? How can they preach unless they are sent? That's what we are doing. So let's give the Lord a round of applause for that. We are cornerstone, and uh, we, we are partnering in addressing poverty and creating dignity with World Hope Canada. Hello to everyone. My name is Lena. I'm 26 years old. A few years ago, I graduated from Hope House, which is the part of a big ministry, World Hope Ukraine and World Hope Canada. I'm really thankful to God that He gave me the opportunity to live in this house and be a member of a large, wonderful family. Being a child, I had everything. Good family, lovely parents, and good apartment. My family consisted of my mother, my father, my grandmother, my grandfather, me, and my brother. But we, we lost everything when our parents started to use drugs. As my parents used drugs, they didn't take care of me and my brother. My grandmother took care of us. But a year later she died. My mom and father, they sold our apartment and they were tricked. They, uh, people uh, took the apartment and didn't give us money. That's why we used to live on the street for a while. We moved from one place to another, trying to find, to find a place where we could live. Sometimes we didn't have anything to eat. That's why we were forced to beg for money. Sometimes we used to sell flowers or newspapers, trying to get money for food. One day I did my usual job. I mean, I was selling newspapers when I met two workers of World Hope Ukraine. They came to me and started to talk to me. After the conversation, they proposed me help. I can truly to say, uh, I was scared a little bit, but the wish to have better life was stronger. That's how I got into Hope House. My life changed definitely. I've got everything, a good room, nice food, good education, 
And uh, even more, I accepted Jesus Christ in my heart. Now I am married for three years. I have a wonderful husband, clever and handsome son. My son's name is Nazar. He is two years old. I'm really thankful to everyone who financed my education, who helped me to get everything what I have now. Thank you very much for giving me a hope and for everything you did for me and for the girls now. Keep going and don't stop Do good things because there are so many people need your help. So we are Cornerstone and we're, we're partnering in addressing poverty and creating dignity with world Hope Canada, who are working in Burkina Faso, who are working in the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, which, are, which are in the news at the moment, some huge humanitarian crisis going on there, uh, who are working in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Swaziland, and Ukraine. And uh, because of the money that we send, ladies like this, young girls like this, have a chance at a new life. And I find that very exciting. Okay, so we are Cornerstone, and we are partnering in evangelism and discipleship with Sarah Davis, who's at Copenhagen University over in Denmark. Now, we sent her uh, in September. She's been there now for a few months, and she's planning to be there until June 2018. And her focus is on meeting one-on-one, meeting in small groups with the people in this very secular city, in this very secular university, to share Christ with them and to help them grow in their faith. It's a new work. It's a pioneer work. And someone from our church, we've sent her out, and that's what she is doing. Let's hear from Sarah. Hi, Cornerstone family. It's Sarah reporting in I just wanted to take a moment to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. My mom gave me the present, the star with all the signatures and also the cards. Thank you so much for taking the time to send them to me. It really meant a lot. I look forward to reading them over the coming uh, few weeks. Um, Yeah, behind me is the Copenhagen Christmas tree, the official big city tree. Um, It looks really pretty, actually. I hadn't been here yet. So yeah, I just want to take a moment to once again say thank you. I really appreciate all your prayers and all your support. Um, Copenhagen has been a learning experience for me, for sure. Um, Learning a new culture, learning a new city. Um, I'm growing to love it. Um, I'm going to just flip the camera, and then you can see, maybe not, you can see the, I'll just show you, all the bikes. Biking is the mode of transportation here. Um, So ministry life has been going really well. Um, It's been really exciting and encouraging to see how there are more Danish people coming to our meetings now, which is a huge answer to prayer. Um, One really cool thing for me has been the opportunity to journey with a student. Um, Her name is... If you'd pray for her, please. Um, She doesn't know God. Um, So it's been really encouraging for her wanting to meet up with me every week. Another way you can be praying for me right now Um, I'm currently in the process of planning a conference called The Bridge. Uh, It'll be happening in February from the 9th to 11th. Uh, So if you could be praying for the students who will be coming, that they would come to know Jesus better, that they would have an amazing weekend. Uh, Pray for us as staff that we would be prepared, um, that God would be leading us as we make decisions with this. 
Uh, it's not only for Danish students, it's also for Swedish students. Um, the Agape Ministry in Sweden will be joining us and potentially even uh, Norwegian students and maybe even some from Iceland. Um, so yeah, if you could be praying for that event, that'd be amazing. The last way that you can be praying for Denmark as a whole uh, throughout this Christmas season is that they would really get an understanding for the meaning of Christmas. Uh, I was reading an article on my flight home uh, from the UK, well, home to Denmark, I should say, um, and it talked about how the Christmas tree has now replaced um, the nativity or even baby Jesus as the symbol of Christmas. And I think that really resonates with Danish culture in that they describe themselves as cultural Christians. People who have traditionally said that they're Christians, but don't actually act actively follow Jesus. Um, so please be in prayer for Danish society that they would um, come to know, come to know the real reason for Christmas. Um, that it wouldn't just be a tradition that they're following or a family a family thing, but that they would really that they would really come to know God through this. Okay, I think I'm gonna wrap up for now. Uh, to be honest, my hand is getting a little cold, uh, although it's not as cold as in Canada, so I can't really complain. Uh, we have yet to have any snow, and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of, I miss it. Um, but thank you once again for all of your support. I'm really grateful that you're my sending church. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get the tree in as well. Um, and before I go, I just wanna take a moment to pray for you guys. Um, I know you pray for me, and I just, I wanna say thank you. I can't say that enough. Um, so let me just pray for you. Uh, God, thank you for uh, my church. Thank you for Cornerstone and how you're using them. I pray, Lord, that you just fill them with your spirit, that you would help them, that you would, uh, yeah, just use them mightily, Lord. Fill them with your spirit. Use them in North Gore. Allow them to be a light uh, during this Christmas season. And I pray you'd bless, bless them. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, Cornerstone. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Merry Christmas, Sarah. Come on, this is live. You have to say it back. <laughs> so we are Cornerstone, and we're partnering in evangelism and discipleship with Sarah Davis in Copenhagen. Now, this is a new one, uh, which we as a board uh, want, want to bring before you. Uh, we want to be Cornerstone, or we are Cornerstone, and we want to be partnering in equipping Christ-like servants for global impact with Kingswood University. Um, now, Kingswood University is a Wesleyan university in New Brunswick who are spewing out men and women uh, who are ready and primed to serve and to share the message of the gospel around the world. And I love their mission because their mission says this, Kingswood University exists to serve Jesus Christ by strengthening the local and global church through forming Christ-like servant leaders in a community that creatively blends academic excellence and practical ministry experience with intentional spiritual formation. And I was watching a video of a Kingswood student who, for as part of her course, she went over to the, uh, the border of Macedonia to work with Syrian and Afghan refugees, which is phenomenal. And then there was this other student called Nathan M Mouton, or Moton, who, who broke his leg and he, and he had pain afterwards. And he had that healed through prayer while he was at Kingswood, which rocked his world. Um, he then went on a mission trip to New York City where he prayed for a man at a rehab center. That man was instantly healed. He also then met a woman on a bus who, 
whose broken leg had never properly healed. And so he was able to share his story with her. And after telling his story of healing, he knelt down and he prayed for her. And as she got down off the bus, she jumped down three of the steps. And then she proceeded to walk up and down in front of the bus for 15 minutes. Now, you can imagine how this, I assume he was there. I assume he's watching her go back and forth for 15 minutes without a limp. And so Nathan, who was, who, was, who, who was a bit of a skeptic, said this, I'd never seen healing happen before, and if I knew of an incident, I would prove it away by science. There were always physical explanations, but because it happened in my own life, I had to believe it. Plus, none of those healings that happened in New York City could have happened without God's miraculous power. And this is this is what's happening at, at Kingswood University. These are the experiences which, which students are having there. And I, as pastor here, would love to see some of our guys, our kids, our youngsters, our teens, being channeled towards Kingswood University and seeing God form them and transform them in a profound way so that they may, may be resourced as, a, as Christ-like servants for global impact. So we are Cornerstone, and we want to start partnering intentionally with Kings, Kingswood in equipping Christ-like servants for global impact. We are also Cornerstone, and we are, we are partnering with Joe and Jemima Okran. In, sorry, I thought it said Gemma, I, I, but I did write it right. I just couldn't see the eye. Uh, we are partnering with Joe and Jemima Okran in church multiplication and in mission in Ghana, which is amazing. I don't have any videos for them, but that's happening. And each year we hear from Joe. He comes and he shares all that God's doing. We are also Cornerstone, and we're partnering with Canadian Urban Mission. This is happening in our country with Norwood Wesleyan Church over in Edmonton. Um, Now, it's called an urban missional church because it's located and operating in a high-poverty metropolitan area of over 200,000 people, which means there's a ton of need. And this is the first Wesleyan church in the entire Wesleyan movement across the world, which has been called a Canadian, which has been called an urban mission, which I think is um, is is awesome. It's the first church to be called an urban missional church. And what Norwood do, uh, one among many things, or a couple among many things, is that they do a food truck service night each month. They work with Gideons, with the Salvation Army, um, and they load a truck full of warm meals, full of uh, warm clothing, th- um, full of toiletries, um, and and the Word of God, and they go out and share it with their needy neighbors. This is just one of the things which are doing. And in September, Philip Telfer and his wife Kyla and son Eli were joined by Nick, Nick Pibus. They're in the middle as the assistant pastor. So let's take a couple of minutes to hear what God is doing in Norwood, in, in uh, downtown Edmonton. Hello. Welcome to Norwood Wesleyan Church. I'm Pastor Philip. And I wanted to give you an update. This is actually one of them. We've been updating our kitchen, bringing it up to commercial grades, and people have been receiving special safe food handling certification training. And I was one of those blessed people to get that training. It's incredibly boring, but incredibly important. And uh, we can't do what we attempt to do legally without the certifications. We've also updated our kitchen to commercial grade that allows us to continue our family meal that we offer every Sunday morning. 
after our service to people that come to our church. We, in addition to that, we offer a men's breakfast once a month and a service night as well where we take the Salvation Army food truck out and we offer, in addition to a meal, clothes and hygiene supplies. And what we're trying to do with all these different updates and ministries is meet needs with love and compassion. So in order to meet needs with love and compassion, we need to know where those needs are. And we recognize that one in six people in our neighborhood access food hampers for food assistance to survive beyond the food that they provide for themselves. So that's one thing that we can do. It's very practical. And we t try to do this in different ways. And we appreciate your support, your prayers, and your assistance as we do this together. Nick Pibus and I'm the associate pastor here at Norwood Wesleyan Church. I'm very excited to announce that I'll be doing the Kids Club, the Children's Ministry, and the Teen Night. So Kids Club is going to be a time when we minister to the kids in the neighborhood, the Norwood area, provide them a meal, and maybe do some homework with them. And Children's Ministry is when we t uh, teach them on Sunday morning about the morals and values that we have at Norwood Wesleyan Church, and also about the story of Jesus. And Teen Night is when we teach the kids um, when they become thir ages 13 to 18 um, about what's going on in high school and some of the questions that they may be facing here. I'm very excited to be working here, and I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and continue partnering with us as we meet needs with love and compassion. Awesome. Now what Philip said is that is, these are his words, sitting in the shadow of a big city with big needs, our small congregation with little means um, has received an unprecedented privilege. Our new designation as the Urban Missional Church uh, has made us a North American mission field. That's what this means. And as such, um, on, uh, on behalf of Norwood Wesleyan Church, I appeal to Wesleyan institutions around the world to prayerfully consider how God may be inviting you to join us in this ministry. We trust that God will transform lives as we share Jesus' love in our community by his grace and with your help, may it be. And that's what we are already doing. We're ahead of the curve. This is awesome. So we are Cornerstone and we are partnering with Canadian Urban Mission with Norwood. Now our last one. This is exciting because this has an answer to prayer. And so I want you to be listening out as I share this video. But uh, first of all, we are Cornerstone and we're partnering with local incarnational ministry, like what we're doing, local incarnational ministry with Riverside Community Church in Northern Ontario. Now, these folks, which, which is Pete and uh, Janita, they... They are, sharing, they are ministering in Swastika, uh, which is 600 kilometers from here. And uh, Pete has an exciting update. So let's listen carefully to what he has to say. Hello, friends and family at uh, Cornerstone Wesleyan Church. We're so excited to just take a brief moment to give you a little update. This is Pastor Pete from Riverside Church up in northeastern Ontario. Lots of great things have been happening at Riverside, uh, certainly lots of challenges as well. I want to just take this opportunity to say thank you to your congregation. You have been a great support to us over the years. Even recently, even this week, some support, uh, financial support came from, from your congregation, and it came on a day just when we needed it. We had a bill that came in that we could not pay, and we said, Lord, what are we going to do? And I went to the mail. And there was a, a check from Cornerstone Church. Your faithful support is, is, 
is uh, just been led by God, and we are so excited uh, for all that you're doing. Just a quick update, a couple of neat things that have been happening up here. One huge answer to prayer, uh, something we've been praying for for a number of years, is for God to provide some extra Christian counseling support in our region. And um, our region, from really from New Liskard all the way to Timmins and Cochrane, um, there, there's just no Christian counseling support at all. In fact, there's very little professional counseling support of any kind. And recently, over the last uh, six or eight months or so, we've been able to establish a partnership with a, with a newly established Christian counseling ministry. Uh, functions out of a town called Smooth Rock Falls, which is about two hours north from here. But they travel extensively through our region. They're called Oasis Christian Counseling. They're fully credentialed and partnered with the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And it's a, such a neat opportunity. Right now, we are sponsoring them to come to our region. Us and, and two other churches are working together. And we have them in our region uh, serving in Englehart, uh, which is half an hour south of us, all day on a Thursday, staying overnight in our community, and then serving here all day on a Friday. That's happening every second week. And our hope is to move that to something that will be happening weekly. So as churches by faith, we are gathering together to sponsor that, to cover some of the mileage and accommodation involved so that we can keep prices low for the clients. And it is just such an amazing opportunity. We have so many clients, not only from our church family, but from our community uh, who are accessing this service and receiving Christian counseling. It's a huge answer to prayer, and we ask you to continue to pray with us for God's provision so that we can see that ministry grow uh, right here in our community. There's lots of challenges on the go as well. We've got families in our church that are facing significant challenges as life just tends to happen. Uh, job loss, um, or, or moving, or selling a house, those kinds of things. And we appreciate your prayers for our families. We've seen a number of people come to faith, over the last couple of years, and we had the joy of baptizing three more individuals uh, just last fall, and so we're pretty excited for that. And uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you to be praying about, just on a practical side, as you may know, we're facing some very significant issues with our roof on our facility. We knew that this day would come eventually, but it's come a little bit more quickly than we expected, and we are in the process now of working with contractors and engineers and the district board of administration uh, and our own local leadership team, of course, as we move towards doing a complete uh, replacement of our roof uh, next spring. It's an 8,000 square foot flat roof. The estimates are all in around $100,000, and we are praying for a miracle and seeking God for that. So you'll see more updates from us as we uh, find out a little bit more about how this process is going to go, but we do appreciate your prayers. We knew that God led us to this place and led us to this time, and uh, he's not going to let us down now. We thank you so much for your continued support. It's our prayer that God would continue to bless your ministry and uh, cause it to grow and give you great opportunities to share the gospel of Christ with your community, to go out into your world, into your area, and to serve Christ and to speak the truth with boldness and gentleness and respect. We're so glad that we can partner with you and we appreciate you so much. Know that our prayers are with you. All, uh, all the love and, and support from the Riverside Church family as we press on together in the ministry of the gospel. God bless. Amen. So what I'd like us to do now, just, just to pause, that's, that's all of the updates. I'd, li- I'd like us just to give uh, a round of, of applause to God again for all that he's doing and how he's using us. Let's, let's do that now as a sign of worship. Amen. And I hope that it's been encouraging for you to, to see where, where this money that God's uh, given us responsibility for 
has gone, has ended up. And that we in North Gore have a role, we, we have a responsibility. And I love that the reach of our little local church is international. It's, uh, it's across the country and it's over into many other countries of the world. Uh, from, from Cambodia to Edmonton, from Northern Ontario, over to Denmark, and from New Brunswick, over to Ghana. So what I hope is that, is that you're feeling encouraged. Um, but let's also remember that, that it's not just about sharing God's word over in foreign countries, over in other, other provinces, or even in our own province. But it's also about here that God has given us a mission field right here. Um, and so we can't just tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. We also have to tell it here. You know, that's our responsibility, right in your neighborhood. I was, I was Skyping with my mum yesterday, and, she, and she, she told me of a man who uh, recently started coming to their church in South Wales. And, uh, and as she was talking to him, he told her something. Um, she said that, no, she was, he said to the person who invited him that I've been waiting for years for someone to invite me to church, okay? And we assume that, you know, people are set in the ways, that they're not interested, that, you know, we don't want to impose, you know, we want to be nice and polite, and, you know, they, they go their way and, 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 and we go our, ours. But this is showing me that there are people who live next door to you, people who are in your neighborhood, people in your family who are primed and who are ready and are just waiting for someone to say, would you like to come to church with me? Okay, that's happening. This is a reality. Um, People are not necessarily uninterested. We have to remember that we have the most exciting and the most engrossing message in the entire world, the message of the gospel, that God loves us so much that he gave his son to stand in our place so that we could come to know him. And the thing is that if they come to Cornerstone Wesleyan Church, they will hear that message and so to end this exciting um, update, state of affairs, what I want is to ask you this one question. This Christmas, will you give one person the opportunity to get their own God story? You have yours, okay? But will you, will you give one person over this Christmas season the opportunity to get their own God story? And so on the 24th of of December, we will have a 6.30 p.m. service. It will be lovely, traditional, lit with candles, and the gospel will be clearly preached. And my challenge to you is to invite one person. How will they they hear unless someone preaches to them? How how, how can they preach unless someone sends them? so someone who maybe who God has given you a burden for, someone who needs their own God story. And so what I want is to take about 30 seconds of silence and for you to say to the Lord, okay, who are you asking me to invite? Okay, and then we will stop with the 30 seconds of silence and then I'll just say one or two sentences in close. Let's have silence.
Okay, if you're able to read this, I'd, I'd like you to say it with me. Um, okay, ready? One, two, three. We are Cornerstone, and we are partnering with Matt and Naree in anti-human trafficking, with World Hope Canada in addressing poverty, with Sarah Davis in evangelism and discipleship, with Kingswood University in equipping Christ-like servants for global impact, with the Ocrans in church multiplication and mission, with Philip and Kyla Telfer in Canadian urban mission, with Pete and Janita Taylor and Naylor in local incarnational ministry. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, let's say this all together, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Amen.